Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. It's Tuesday, 23rd March, 2021. As we continue talking about the move towards getting back into improv in real life, what will happen to online improv? To begin with, it was a stopgap for most, but one year in, it's fostered an international community that isn't going to go away. So when we're back doing shows in real life, where does online improv fit? The other day, LA-based improviser Jay Suko pointed me towards a Chicago Tribune article which stated that Comedy Sports Chicago was going to become a digital-first theatre. Now that was interesting to me, so I got in touch with the artistic director. My name is Jason Geis. I live in Chicago, Illinois, and I am currently the artistic director of Comedy Sports Chicago. Uh, Comedy Sports is a... Uh, comedy theater that has locations in about 31 cities, including Manchester, England. Um, and we all operate independently, but we come together on a worldwide basis to help each other out with things like marketing and um, just the show in general so that it all looks the same. But yeah, I've been the artistic director here in Chicago for uh, going on. My, I'm into my third year now. Uh, and prior to that, I was the artistic director of a smaller comedy theater uh, for almost 20 years. So I've been I've been running comedy theaters for a long time. And you're used to running comedy theaters in physical spaces, predominantly, I would imagine. Yes. And yet, and yet now you've made an announcement saying that Comedy Sports Chicago is going to be a digital first theater. Tell me about that. As we were looking at the landscape and like researching more about Twitch and going on to other Twitch channels, our director of content and myself, Ryan Ford is our director of content, kind of did a little bit of a like looked at each other and like well why don't we just make this our comedy network like this could be essentially a tv network and we could program as many slots as we have people with different comedy shows and different ways of reaching people and the beauty of it is because it's digital we can test and learn the shows we don't have to keep them up forever just because we like rented a theater if something's not working we can pull it down or we haven't built a set or all this other stuff. So we can change it. We can say like, you know what? This isn't working. We need to tweak it for next week. And it doesn't ruin the show. 
as we started to look at what the future would be, because we have we had a physical space as well that we had to close um, just recently. We decided not to renew our lease because it had been sitting there for a year and we'd been paying rent to do nothing. And mm-hmm. instead of incruing more debt, we decided to close the theater and invest everything into our digital stuff um, because we really saw an opportunity there uh, to, to grow and to create, you know, not only content, that people in Chicago could see, but content that would put our performers on a more worldwide platform so that not only could the theater survive and the theater get eyeballs, new eyeballs, admittedly, but our performers were now highlighted more. You know, before the performers were, you know, you, you would see them if you went to one of our to one of our shows on the weekends, but that's it. And then you would walk away, go home to your house and never think about it again. Now what we're essentially creating are, um, I don't want to say internet stars because that's super overinflated, but we're creating these personalities that people tune in for. Like people will come and see, is this person playing? I love this person. So now our, our players have fans. Players with fans. When you've got fans, would you ever want to go back to in real life shows? We'll come back to Jason in a second, but with people evaluating their online improv and how things might open up in future, I wondered how other theatres and teams were feeling about the future of their online work. Hello, I am Lakshmi. I improvise in Bangalore, which is in southern part of India. I improvise with the Adamant Eves uh, and I do playback theatre, which is also an original improvisational firm with uh, a team that I co-founded called City Lamps. And I love teaching um, improv. Um, and what do you think is going to be the future of online improv when we get back to performing in real life as well? Where Where's it going to fit, do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you asked me because you're asking me right at the juncture where uh, the team that I was telling you I performed with, which is the Adamant Teams, which is India's first all-women team, uh, is taking a break because the screen fatigue is very real. And uh, nobody is too enthused anymore uh, one year after one year of online improv to do online stuff. But having said that, a couple of us are still doing things with other teams. And so I, I think that's a good metaphor for what I think will happen. I think it will be like a filtering process where folks who really want have found something either connection-wise or just platform-wise or for accessibility needs um, will stay and maybe keep making it better and better is yeah and those who did it just because there was no other way to do improv would probably go back to their favorite uh, mode of improv which is on stage so yeah that's my prediction so to speak so there might be different functions for the online and offline if Lashmi's predictions comes true While I was talking to Jason at Comedy Sports Chicago, he mentioned another comedy sports team in the UK that was doing a lot online. Were they thinking online would be a major part of their future as well? Hi, I'm Bron and I run Comedy Sports Manchester, UK. We have been doing two shows a week online, sometimes three, sometimes four. I think one week, five. Uh, That's a long week. And um, (laughs) I think we actually did some maths uh, this week, this last week, and discovered that the amount of times we've we've done an improv show over the last year, uh, it's just been in, insane. So we, my number came out at a hundred shows since since March twenty twenty, 
and normally that would be more like nine <laughs> in an oh. entire year so um yeah i don't think we could back away from online apart from anything i mean we've got players who are now just used to that level of uh uh performing and we have one player who moved to germany last year or just before uh lockdown who has since been able to come back and start playing with us again because we're doing stuff online and it's just it's just generally more inclusive like we've got players that live in yorkshire and means they don't have to get a train so i think that yeah we're we're almost definitely going to be doing at least one offering a month at least but probably more we've we've really took to it and it's been so fun um and such a fun way to keep in touch with our audience as well. So what sort of shows is online improv giving us that we wouldn't have necessarily had in real life? We do a show on Monday nights called Karaoke, The Search for the Most Okay Karaoke Singer. And that show came about (laughs) because we were trying to figure out how to do music on Twitch. And Twitch has such strict licensing rules. You can't play any music that is licensed unless you own the rights to it, which nobody can afford to own the rights to anything. So we found a loophole that basically if you sing acapella, it doesn't ca- like it's, you don't get dinged for it because you're not using the actual music track. So it's an acapella karaoke competition for people who are like just okay at karaoke. Like I didn't <laughs> want any good singers and it gets over a hundred viewers on a Monday night every week. Uh, and that, so that to me is like, well, we never would have thought of a show like that on a stage. Like we would have, spent money on a band and this and that and like cast it and do all this stuff. Whereas this, we were sort of able to find people. They could do it from their homes. So we could find people from all over. It didn't have to be Chicago audition. So we got a bigger reach and we found a creative way to do a show that we never would have thought of to do. And now it's something that we know is a huge hit um, that we can decide when we reopen, do we put that on a stage too? Or do we just let it be our di- a digital content show on our on our channel? So it really helps us. To me, it helped test shows or find content that works so that when we do reopen, we now have a second business stream. We have a stage, a physical stage with physical single tickets. But we also have this digital presence that has comedic content that people can tune in for. If they don't want to go out that night, they can sit on their couch, turn it on and watch it there. So we might be able to workshop shows online and then adapt them for onstage, shows we'd never otherwise see. But what else will we be able to carry from online into the physical space? Back to Lashmi in Bangalore. I think I think uh, in the in the in the conversations, something that has come up, of course, is one of safety, like how being in your home, own home, and uh, joining from your sort of so to speak safe space and being able, having the agency to sort of shut off laptop whenever you need uh, has to me at least foregrounded the idea of safety and what and that conversation needs to be had in physical spaces you know how to uh, create a space which where people can truly be themselves while playing and be even to start playing you need a space where you know you won't be judged so I think that would be an interesting conversation which could change things within teams is what I'm thinking uh, whenever they choose to have that conversation, how to recreate that safety of joining from um, one's own space, one's own bedroom or 
or kitchen or wherever we have been joining from. Um, I think there will also be, uh, at least in my case, there's already like understanding of um, what it, how the form has changed, what the learnings have been in the last one year when we could perform only through online medium and what those, how those learnings can affect uh, our live performances you know it's not one way it's not that oh okay i couldn't do uh offline live performance anymore so i did this for a while uh and then i'm going to go back to exactly how it used to be that's impossible as a human if you've done something for one year and it has changed you in some ways you've learned something and you've failed maybe which is glorious that has taught you something so you're taking all of that back too in a sense so that's what i'm excited about how do we carry it back when we maybe completely go offline Go back to life, physical theatre. Back to Bron in Manchester, and I wondered if online improv would end up being a loss leader or a big glitzy advert for the in real life shows. I feel like it's more like the latter. I feel like it it can be an advert. Um, what's been very interesting for us is the majority of our audience has not been the same audience that we had in live shows. Very, very few have drifted into our online shows. It's we've actually got a whole new audience and the majority of our audience are not even from anywhere near Manchester. We've got people who tune in from Europe and from America and from Canada, um, Brazil. We've got people who watch from Brazil. It's people who we know we're never going to see in person. Moving from the audience to the players themselves, there's many physical and emotionally important things to consider as we start having online and in real life shows existing side by side. Here's Lashmi again. Mm, I think one thing uh, that I have seen uh, uh, come up again and again in my practice and with my teams is the idea of touch. And I would like to um, ponder about that. I have to write answers, etc. Because... Uh, because we do an um, improvisational form, uh, it it is uh, uh, it is it's miraculous when one body is affected by another, you know. Uh, so I think it would be interesting to see in online world how that can be recreated. Does it mean more listening? Does it mean? Um, slowing down and it can mean different things for different people it might even mean infrastructural changes doesn't mean we need to position our cameras differently what are what are the braver and experimental and what excites one you know in the uh, online world to perform what will what 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 vistas will we uh, find in the online platform after one year and uh, going back to offline, I think the touch figures in just being able to hug a fellow performer, you know, and that's, it really reminds you of what you have missed. And it also is a mm-hmm. metaphor for the isolation in the pandemic. Interaction between players themselves is one thing. But what about interaction between players and the audience? Here's Bron. I think it's been very interesting to watch um a lot of different types of improv online as well like we mostly do short form we've done a little bit of long form um and and i'll just say this from my opinion like i i think short form works a little better just because there's that interactivity um and i really like that so personally i like to go in a chat and start chatting to people and go oh yeah they use my suggestion even now 20 years in i get ridiculously excited when i get acknowledged um but 
but then I, I say that and I've also sat and put YouTube on and just sat back and enjoyed a long form piece. So maybe it's, you know, that's personal taste then rather than I think this works better than this. But um, but certainly like the the collaborative nature of improv, I think, lends itself so nicely to be able to talk to your audience. The future of online improv could be so many different things, but one of them could be a newfound professionalism, according to Jason. Like improv comedy is, a, if I'm being honest, as someone who's done it for so long, probably the, the laziest art form in the world. Uh, you know, half the time you roll on the stage in a flannel shirt and jeans uh, having like, what are we doing tonight? Great. Uh, and then you walk on stage five minutes later and do a show. Uh, so there's not a lot of discipline necessarily in improv comedy. But to be able to take it to this place where it does feel more disciplined and it feels slick and it feels produced and polished um, and it feels professional. I think that's an interesting take on it. And I think it's a, I'm curious to see if people follow in this model or if uh, we remain sort of this like lone wolf out there, but we're, we're going to give it a shot and see how it goes. But so far it's been uh, extremely extremely revitalizing I would say for our ensemble and our leadership staff while we're not like swimming in money uh, by any stretch of the imagination the fact that we've able to continue as an organization when we've seen a lot of theaters around us close and the fact mm-hmm. that like we're we're going pretty strong and we we're getting ready to um, you know we're getting ready to premiere four new shows we would we would never produce this many shows in a year next time on the Improv Chronicle podcast. One of the more discussed elements of long-form improv is the game of the scene. So what is the game of the scene? And how do different improvisers define it and use it in their scenes? The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and hosted by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. There's now a newsletter to go with this podcast. It comes out on the weeks that we don't release an episode... Sign up for the world of improv in your inbox when you go to improvchronicle.com and check out the transcripts and previous episodes at the website as well. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.